I'm Satya Nelms and this is Our Mother's Gardens. On this show, we discuss the seeds our mother sowed in us, the ways we have grown, and how we learn to blossom. In this space, Black women that have learned to define success on their own terms share stories of their beginnings, healing, and thriving. Welcome and thank you for being a part of this community of mamas, grandmamas, aunties, sisters, cousins, daughters, and friends. Today we are in the garden with Jess Noel. Jess Noel is a visual strategist, thinker, and curious human. A storyteller at heart, Jess's studies have ranged from documentary photography to art direction to design, ultimately steering her toward creating and leading work that lives at the intersection of empathy, strategy, and social good. Jess has aided in mobilizing communities and crafting community-focused strategies in fields ranging from early childhood health and education initiatives in Rajasthan, India, to designing post-transitional housing for veterans experiencing homelessness in Atlanta, Georgia. Jess has been living her best pandemic life, indulging in theoretical physics and Black feminist thought literature, and volunteering for a number of Democratic campaigns in Georgia. Thank you. Um, thank you for being here with me, um, for taking yeah. this time and, you know, being willing to to be on the podcast. I appreciate it. So we'll go ahead and get started. When you hear the word mother, what comes to mind? Hmm. Um, when I hear the word mother, I think immediately what comes to mind is, you know, I think instinctively is my own mother mm-hmm. and the mothers in my life. Um, I think, I think more so now than, than ever. Um, I think because we are as a culture examining femininity, examining womanhood, examining what it, what even mothering means and the ability to, to mother and all the different ways that it comes about, um, I, I I think of that as well. Like I want to be careful um, um, because I understand that not all all mothers are the kind of like mothering that I've had, or or mm-hmm. like the the vision of motherhood that you know media and society has proposed to us. Mm-hmm. Um, that mothering looks a, a number of different ways now, mm-hmm. um, and so. Um, so yeah, but I think when I think of like the the core word, I think of um, I think of like having the ability to share like life and to share breath and to share um, to share the, those experiences with another being in whatever kind of form that comes in, you know, because motherhood can look so, so in so many different ways, mm-hmm. and um, like sharing that, and then also. Um, sending whatever that thing in, into the world, right? Mm-hmm. I immediately, um, like my second thought actually, is I, I think of um, Khalil Gibran, the prophet, when he talks about parent parenthood. Mm-hmm. And he says that, um, that parents are the bows um, from which their children as living arrows are sent forth, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so like, when I think of mothers, that that one in particular makes me think about mothers being guides, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they try to set you on the right direction mm-hmm. and then they kind of like 
pull you back and and, and, and let, let let it rip, right? <laughs> like <laughs> doing the best, doing the best that we that that they can, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, it's, it's 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 tough. It's a tough it's a tough word to try to define. I think for me, because of my experience and and like I'm very close to my mother, it's a it's a it's a as much of a like physical experience as a, as it is a spiritual and energetic one you know mm-hmm. yeah I I did not know that Khalil Gibran quote but I love that that feels so accurate <laughs> um, thank you for sharing it uh, but to back up a little bit you know who is your mother if you were to describe your mother to someone how would you describe her uh, I adore that woman. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> um, her, oh goodness, how do I start? She is, she is a fiercely independent woman. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Lordy. Um, <laughs> anything, anything that looks or starts to smell or feel oppressive, she is just raging against it. It's, mm-hmm. it's funny. <laughs> um, but she is, um, she is, I think of her as like this kind of like dichotomy. Like she's, 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 she's tough. She's a tough woman, mm-hmm. but she's also so tender and, and so sweet, you know, and, mm. um, and loved so intensely. And, um, her name, funny enough, her name is Rose. Mm. And and Rose, Rose is being as kind of like this quintessentially socially accepted beautiful flower right Mm -hmm. and then like also has these like really intense thorns on them right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I think I think her name is so fitting um because she's uh I feel like every everything that she is is, she's um she's intense and and intentional Mm -hmm. and and it's heavy you know it's thick in her um Mm -hmm. yeah she she yeah she she loves hard she loves so you said that she's you said that she's fiercely independent are you also fiercely independent oh very much so and i and i 100 percent attribute it to her mm-hmm. um yeah she um she i remember when i was I want to say it was when I was a teenager, like when I was around maybe like 15 or 16, she mm-hmm. told me the story about how she left home. But she mm-hmm. left home at 16. And mm-hmm. um, and she moved out of out of her parents' home um, because her and my grandmother really didn't get along. Mm-hmm. And um, and she moved, she was living in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And she moved to California and became... Um, like a, a cleaning lady at a, at a hotel, a tiny little hotel. And she was mm-hmm. like, I'm done. This, this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, like at 16 years old, like to be that independent, to move out of the state and start a, a life, yeah. you know, I think it was like her, her and her friend. And so, you know, I remember her telling me that story and, and me thinking like, man, I came from that lady, you mm-hmm. know? And, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she just, she just encouraged my, independence and my you know my ability to think freely and and differently um she never 
she never compared uh, me to anything or anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, she she just truly fully allowed me to um, to be myself and mm-hmm. and allowed me to experiment along the way and to shape who who I who I wanted to be and how I wanted to look and. You know, I'm I'm so thankful for that. Um, that she, it, it feels like a gift that she let me be so free yeah. growing up. Yeah, and you know, I was going, you know, to ask you that independence. What does that independence feel like? But it sounds from what you just said, like independence feels like freedom. Um, freedom yeah. to be. Uh, and what, and as you said, what a beautiful gift to give your child, particularly, you know, a a black child and a black girl child, that gift of freedom to be. Um, yes, yes, and she and I and I believe that she's very intentional about it. You know, because my mom, my mom is not black. My mom is Mexican, mm-hmm. and um, and she's a she's a tall woman with a. Uh, bright green eyes and, and dark curly hair and mm-hmm. and um, and freckles and you know so she you know as I get older we look we look a, a lot alike as I see pictures mm-hmm. when she was my age and and, and, and even now like I've, I've really grown into seeing more of her in, in, in my just like my face and, and, mm-hmm. and you know we're not, we're not even going to talk about life because I, I see it a lot there too but I mean just <laughs> aesthetically <laughs> you know and um and so she, you know, my mom had five daughters and she had, um, you know, five black girls, you know, and, wow. and we moved from, we moved from Tucson, Arizona to South Florida, um, because she wanted us to see more, more people who looked like us. And oh. so she was, um, so to have that kind of, I don't know, to have that kind of instinct, to have that kind of, um, that kind of intentionality and care and acknowledgement that yeah. you know it was going to be a challenge to raise um free black women free black girls in a place yeah. that you know was very racist um um and it 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 astounds me in certain ways you know like mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to me yeah yeah for sure so what else you know, I'm sure there are many things, but when you, what stands out the most when you think about what you learned from your mother, what you got from her, mm-hmm. both in direct lessons, you know, the things that she intentionally taught, and then those things that you learned by observation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's tough. It's hard to, to nail it into one thing because mm-hmm. there's there's so much I admire her so um so deeply so intensely um she I want to say that it's I think it's it's in the questions you know mm-hmm. in the questions that that she would ask me mm-hmm. and challenge me to try to answer mm-hmm. and and never never she she just wanted to engage in conversation with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she would ask me tough, you know, frightening questions. She would she would um, 
want to know how I thought and what I thought about things, about religion, you know, being mm-hmm. a, a child, you know, like in, in elementary, middle school, she'd ask me, you know, what I thought about God and what I was learning about, about like spirits and, and, and different things. Cause she believed in, 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 in many things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and so I think, I think it's in the ability to delve into my own mind and my own thoughts and to really truly examine what I what I think and what I feel about things. I would say more about what I feel about them. I think she's really articulated or helped me to articulate um, my my feelings, my uh, help me to identify my gut, mm-hmm. help me to really pinpoint where my passions were as a child through those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being in elementary school and telling my mom that I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And um, and she was like, okay, bet. You know, and mm-hmm. she, you know, she bought these books that encouraged you to, you know, taught you how to write poetry and short stories. And, and she would read them and she would, you know, ask me questions about them. And then, you know, a couple months later, I changed my mind and say I wanted to be, you know, something else, an astronaut or like mm-hmm. a scientist or whatever. And whatever it was, she just, she just wholeheartedly encouraged it. You know, she would give me the tools. And so I think, um, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's that ability to delve and that ability to, um, to ask the tough questions and not, and to be able to look at them and say the answers. Um, mm-hmm. Even if they're scary, even if I don't know how, how to do them or how to approach them, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I don't know. I think that's one, that's one that comes to mind. She gave me so many wonderful things. I love that lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how has your how has your relationship with her evolved over time? How have you transitioned from? the relationship you had when you were a child to your relationship with her as an adult? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that it, it really it really is kind of like this steady incline mm-hmm. um, because, because we started, our foundation is in that one-on-one, you know, it, having intimate moments of questioning and, mm-hmm. and um, exploration um, with each other and it only became I think more and more intimate and more and more pointed as I got older I remember mm-hmm. being in college and uh, and finally kind of working working up the, the guts to ask her about uh, about my father mm-hmm. and, and their relationship and what it looked like and if she loved him and was she in love with him and how was I born? How did they meet? You know, and um, and it, it was a, it's a tough subject because I didn't grow up with my father. Mm-hmm. Um, me, uh, want me and one of my sisters, the one right above me. I'm the youngest of five, mm-hmm. so, but my sister right above me, she, um, her and I have the same dad, and then me and my other sisters, we they, we have different fathers, mm-hmm. and um, and so I always knew that it was kind of a tough subject and had always been a little afraid to ask her so mm-hmm. I kind of you know through high school I kind of like would would try to hint at some stuff and try to you know gather it but also mm-hmm. like our relationship was a little bit weird then because I think I was just like a hormonal teenager and I was 
find, trying to find myself. So it really wasn't, <laughs> wasn't until college where I was, had, I think I just had some quiet and some more independence and, and all of that. But um, yeah, she, she just always showed up for those questions. Even, I think especially when they were hard ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and would try to answer them the best that she could, that she could remember. Um, the way that she showed vulnerability um, really, I think, gave me permission to also be vulnerable mm-hmm. to um, to ask myself tough questions about about love and relationships and mm-hmm. and you know, big decisions like moving and college and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would I would say it it just became increasingly more intimate. I wanted to know so much more about her um, as I got older. I wanted to know, you know, what she was doing at 19 when mm-hmm. I was 19, what she was doing at, you know, 23 when I was 23. Um, and uh, it's still that way. You know, I still, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm at the age now that my mother had me. I'm mm-hmm. 33. And... Um, and I haven't, I haven't had a chance to ask her yet what what that was like, you know, what how how that came about, what you know, what that day was like, or what it was like, you know, being having your last child, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look forward to, to asking her those questions, you know. Um, yeah. I know that I can ask her those questions. So. Yeah, and I think that's huge. You know what you just said that to know that you can ask. You know, of course, you know, the dynamics between a a parent and a child can make it feel perhaps uncomfortable or any of those things, you know, to ask the question, Mm -hmm. but to know that, again, going back to that, that freedom that you um, keep touching on, the freedom that is inherent in this relationship, that you have the freedom to ask, um, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, again, an incredible gift. So it sounds like a lot of the way that your mother raised you was in alignment with what you needed, um, with what you in particular needed. Was there anything where it felt like it was not quite aligned or something that you needed that you didn't get when you were growing up? I think it's, it's, it's funny because I, I, I feel less like this now. I probably feel more... I, I would say I felt more like this when I was, maybe like when I was first starting college. Mm-hmm. When it came around, I, I almost, I almost felt like my mom gave me too much freedom for a long mm-hmm. time. I felt like that. Mm-hmm. I felt like what I wanted was her for her to tell me what to do, mm-hmm. because I wanted an answer and I wanted it easily, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not the yes. lesson, you know. <laughs> and, and so, um, and so I had a lot of frustration, um, toward her when it came to that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted her to just give me the answer yeah. when things were hard, were hard. And, and, you know, in hindsight, I'm so glad she didn't because it only strengthened my voice, but I, I, I wanted that. And I think, you know, in part that, it, you know, also because it was my mom who, who raised me. It wasn't, you know. I, I didn't. I, I had two parents, but my mom was way more involved than my stepfather was mm-hmm. um, emotionally. You know, um, in terms of presence in every single way. And so it was. I was. I was when I talked about who raised me, it was my mother. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was very. 
I think it was that feeling of wanting her to just kind of tell me the answer was accentuated because there wasn't another person to go to mm-hmm. or to hear from. So yeah, I think that I think that that part for a while was was challenging. But I think I was think as most kids learn and you get older and you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I, I get know why you do that. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like I, I, I see it now. You know, um, but she, uh, it's funny because I think, I think in the in many of the ways that my mother taught me to be like wildly independent. I don't know if she in would have been so independent and would have mm. been so you know free thinking and and I think she, I think she wanted to see it in me because she, she didn't get to experience it the ways, you know, to the extent maybe that she that she wanted to. Um, she became a mother very young. She was, mm-hmm. I think she was 19. Um, and so she just very much encouraged it. And then the other part of that is is, is that um, I'm the youngest of, of my sisters, of her daughters, mm-hmm. you know, and so my mom, my mom was like a professional mom <laughs> by the time I came home. You know, she knew the ropes. I think I think she was a very different mother than what my sisters got when they were little because they were all kind of little around the same time and then there's mm-hmm. this huge gap and then there's me, you know? And so I think, um, I think she, you know, took, took some inventory on like, okay, how am I doing? What, what do I really want to do here? How, mm-hmm. You know, how, let me, let me really look at who this person is. You know, um, which I'm thankful for. So, how big of a gap is there between you and your older sisters? Oh goodness! So, between me and my sister Janice, who's the next one, mm-hmm. there's seven years, and mm-hmm. then the next one is, I think, twelve years, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of like keeps going. <laughs> like, wow. like it's, it's, it's a really big gap, you know. So. My oldest sister, um, and my oldest sister had her first child a year after I was born. Oh, and wow. so me and my yeah, so me and my niece are only a year apart. And so her and I kind of grew up as sisters because we were little at the same time. And my mm-hmm. other sisters were you know teenagers and adults. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, so it's a big gap. And I think that's like another another thing I thought a lot about was. When I think of the mothers in my life, my sisters were absolutely mothers to me as well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and which I think is so, can be so challenging, but yes. also so, <laughs> um, so helpful and so beautiful because I, I got to, I got to be just surrounded by them, by these like tall women who just would scoop me up and, and teach me things and what I would see them, you know, stumble and fall and make mistakes mm-hmm. and and be able to learn from them by watching, by listening to them, by um, just, just watching them become who they, watching them be in practice of themselves, you know, and, and of learning. And so I, I think, um, I feel so, I feel so thankful for that, to have like these different kinds of mothers around me, you know, who are all for my sisters. 
So both from what you observed um, and from, you know, being in conversation with your sisters, what do you think are the major differences between the way your mother raised you and the way that she raised them? Like, what were the things Mm. that she chose to do differently? Mm -hmm. Mm. So I think the circumstances were very different, and so that informed some of it, too. So when my when all my sisters were little before I was born, they were um, we were poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how it was explained to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have very much money. My mom worked a lot of different jobs, and you know my sisters uh, very much had to you know spend a lot of time like home alone, waiting mm-hmm. for my mom to get home, things like that. And so I think that there was a bit of a scarcity kind of influence there, right? Um, mm-hmm. My mom was you know, struggling to survive and be a mom and be involved and all mm-hmm. of that. So I think that that plays a role. I think that because she had children so young, that plays a role. Um, mm-hmm. And I think overall, um, she, I think what's different is, oh, so, well, before I even say that, by the time that I came around, um, that I came around when I was born. <laughs> um, uh, financially, my mom was in a very different place. My sisters were uh, like the first, like the first three, basically, or the first two were like adults. They were out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, they were working. They were, you know, one of them was in the military um, with children, and, and and so I think when I was born, it was just a little bit less stress. My sisters were older, so they helped with me mm-hmm. um and so I think she was probably just a little more chill a little more stable <laughs> uh knew, you know less stress knew the ropes a little bit more to spend more time with herself um and uh I think yeah I just think that she just she she was a little she was just more familiar with motherhood and mm-hmm. knew a little more what of like how to respond to things you know, mm-hmm. my, um, I, I almost never got in trouble when I was little. <laughs> um, I was, I was a painfully chi- uh, shy child. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think with it, because of her experience, my mom was able to identify that in me very early because she, she struggled with anxiety as, as a child. Mm-hmm. So she recognized it very early in me. And so she, I think so she was kind of able to describe it, to, to address it, you know, earlier because she was like, oh, wait, you know, she had a little more time, she had a little more quiet, she had a little more one-on-one time with me to be able to identify, like, you know, she, Jessica is anxious. <laughs> you know, she's nervous. <laughs> she's, you know, she's, she's doubting things. You know, she needs a little more here, a little more there. So I think, I think it was that, you know, it's um, but there definitely are tenants that are still there when it comes to my mom, um, mm-hmm. and how she how she mother how she carries it us. I think one of the one of the things that I think is her strength when it came to how she approached um, approached mothering each of us. I think she did it uniquely for every single one of us. I think she looked at who, who we were and what we needed mm-hmm. and was like, this one needs a little more freedom. This one needs a little more quiet. This one is, you know, 
more bookish. This one is, you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. I think she was very good at taking an assessment and for each of us and not, you know, applying the same thing for all of us, but really recognizing our individuality and our humanity and, and treating it as needed. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, it's a long answer. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, yeah, it sounds. You know, I keep bringing it up, but it just sounds like there was so much freedom involved mm-hmm. um, in the way that you were brought up, uh, and. Mm-hmm you know, even with the constraints that, you know, you're talking about that your mom had with uh, your older sisters, there was still that common thread of freedom to be. Um, And that is, as you said, a gift. Um, So how do you think that being a black woman informs the way that you think about motherhood, if it does at all? Um, I, I think it does. I think when I think of motherhood and I think of, you know, myself, when I kind of plug myself into, into that mode, which is, you know, very future thinking, mm-hmm. um, um, I will be the mother of black children, likely. Mm-hmm. And knowing what that means, mm-hmm. knowing what that could mean, knowing, you know, taking into consideration the time that we're in, and um, I think it absolutely informs how I think about motherhood, how I think about myself and motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I I think it puts more importance on on raising three children the way that my mom did. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the importance of identity mm-hmm. in all facets of identity. You know, how you see yourself, how you think people see you, how the world actually sees you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, in ways that I think are important and healthy and ways that I think preserve your life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that considering it's tough, it's, 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 it's hard to, for me to wrap my mind around and to, and to kind of articulate um, because I have, you know, I, I have nephews. I have a ton of nephews. Mm-hmm. It's funny, my mom had like all girls and my sisters had like a bunch of boys. And, um, <laughs> And so I think about them all of the time, mm-hmm. all of the mm-hmm. time, because they're black men moving about the world, living living their lives, trying to figure it out, and they just have less of that space to make mistakes and to, and to figure it out and to stumble and to, you know, and to be to be young black men, you know, and mm-hmm. and, I, and so I have to think about that. I have to think about. Um, how do I approach that notion of motherhood and, and next to freedom, next to liberation, next to, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking about preserving their lives, keeping them, their lives and their opportunities intact, 
and 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 love them and and feed them mm-hmm. and keep them alive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I feel mm-hmm. like it's so much to consider, so much to think about. Um, um, yeah, and it forces. I think it can force. I don't think it always does, but I think it can force and kind of spur this um, this very intense intentionality at least in me when I think about it you know I, mm-hmm. I, I, I want my children to be informed I want them to be free I want them to be free thinking but I want them to also understand the landscape in which they're moving very mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. you know um, so that they can move in ways that support their life and that freedom mm-hmm. how do you feel your mother did that for you how did she give you the freedom that she clearly gave you, but also keep you informed of the landscape you were living in? She almost never said no. If I wanted to do something, <laughs> she was like, she'd ask, how are you going to do it? And then I would, you know, make up something or tell her my plan and and then she, you know, if it was found and it kind of kept me safe, mm-hmm. then she was all aboard. She was, you know, a chaperone in it. I, I remember her <laughs> one time I wanted, I wanted to dye my hair. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it some color that it absolutely did not turn out to be. <laughs> and, um, and she was just all for it. She was like, all right, let's do this. Let's go this there now. And, like, buy the, the dye. And, like, you know, she just... She 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 never, almost never said no, mm-hmm. um, but she would stand next to me and kind of make sure that not make sure that I messed up because she would let me mess up because that die job was horrible. <laughs> but she would kind of like um, just be a, a, a reassuring voice, like, "Oh, okay, you know, you're you're okay." You can mm-hmm. you can do this. You're you know you're you're doing it. I'm I'm here. I'm watching you. You know she's definitely um, like a, a cheerleader in the background. Even if she and she would always tell me what her doubts were. It's not that she 100 percent fully supported the decision, mm-hmm. but she I think she wanted me to just go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and know that um, and know that she was supportive and know that she. And for me to know that she was going to be in support of my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think I think the other part of that is that she, she left out with, like, a really, like, quiet child. <laughs> I could see how that could go, like, left real quick. <laughs> like, she just, I just had a lot of freedom. I had a lot of freedom. Like, I wanted to, you know play a new instrument and join a new group at school or if I wanted to go hang out here or I wanted to do you know go on a really far trip for school or you know and I didn't want to do the wild things but she um she just she's always supported it especially if it was like a little bold mm-hmm. um, and so I think knowing that I could not like I think being able to see her in my periphery while I did whatever it was mm-hmm. um gave me a kind of, I don't know, like a kind of reassured freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that, okay, she, she, she's right there. So if I fall and like, mm-hmm. you know, 
and just totally eat it in this situation. <laughs> um, I, I, I at least know that um, I can I can come and kind of like put my head in her lap and be like, oh, it sucks, and I don't like this. You know, like yeah. she, I, I think she, she did that. I think that's how she encouraged that kind of that freedom um, and that while also, you know, being watchful and you know, um, mm-hmm. not letting me just completely go off the deep end, you know? Yeah, it sounds like there was risk, but it was a risk where you knew there was a support system where no matter yeah. what happened, you know, she would be there. You know, you wouldn't be right. left out on and a I, limb. <laughs> and I think that came from her experience, you know, from mm-hmm. her being like, you know what, like, you're number five and I'm a pro at this at this point. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you fall, I know you're going to be okay, you mm-hmm. know, and and I think that that kind of, you know, it's a thing that I really admire. Because she, my mom, she, I think this is probably a better answer to this. My mom fully trusted my mind. She mm-hmm. fully trusted the way that she raised me. Mm-hmm. And she, 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 even if she didn't agree with what I wanted to do or how I wanted to do it, I think she trusted that I was going to be able to to right myself, to reorient myself, to recover and, and to get get up, you know, because mm-hmm. of how she raised me. Um, and I think that kind of trust in herself and that trust in me and uh, really just supported that kind of freedom. I, 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 I feel like she was always liberating me. She's always pushing me to, to be be more or do the thing that made me scared. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that I would be okay. And because she knew I would be okay, I knew I would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, based on your experience, you know, with your mom, if you know, someone were to come to you, a black woman in particular, were to come to you and ask you for advice, something they should keep in mind when mothering, what would you tell them to keep in mind? Mm-hmm. I would say, I think to, I think to remember to hold on to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that motherhood can be so just engrossing and just all-encompassing and 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 because and i and i get it right like you're raising a human being and you're (laughs) keeping them alive (laughs) and you know and and you want them to you know like to be free and do well and stay healthy you know it's a Mm -hmm. lot you know um and i think that um i think to hold on to your identity, to your passions, to your faults, to not hide them mm-hmm. um, from, from, from your children, from our children. Um, because I think that that is such a, a, a significant point of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important for children to see their parents 
work hard and to cry and to become vulnerable and angry and and um, and and to hurt and to get back up and to face disappointment. You know, I, I think it, it it builds it builds humanity into into how they into how they see their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but also allows you know I think it, it introduces you know this is hard because it's like. I'm not a parent. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, this is me as a observer of, like, you know, all of my sisters are, are mothers, you know, so mm-hmm. this is, this is the, and, and my best friend, um, she just had, um, she celebrated her daughter's spring year anniversary a couple of days ago, so I'm also, you know, in that respective mode for that. But, like, I think just to, to hold on to yourself and to not shield those things that, can be hard to look at in yourself and from your children mm-hmm. um, for your children but also for you I think um, you know I had this dance teacher in college and it, she she taught my favorite dance class was Congolese mm-hmm. and um, and she was her sons were the drummers for the class and after the class you know, we were just kind of like sitting and cooling off and stretching and she was talking about how, you know, telling stories about when they were little and they were all embarrassed. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and she was saying, um, she was like, you know, telling us to, to, to never let that, you know, the younger kids. And she was like, you know, don't forget yourself when you become mothers. And she told the story about how um, she was living in Oakland and they were just having a hard time financially and she, you know, she was making kind of like the last of what they had as far as food and it was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and she had these three boys and um, and she, and, and a, a friend of hers was over and she's like making these sandwiches and she made sandwiches for all the boys and her friend looks at her and she's like, where's yours? And she's like, oh no, I have to, you know, I have to see them first. And her friend was, says to her, no, how can you feed them if you are not fed? And she gets the sandwiches and she cuts all of them, like a quarter out of all of them, and yeah. makes like a sandwich for her, for, for her, for the mom. Mm-hmm. And she and she she's telling you a story, and her eyes are rolling up, and she's like, you know, it was so important. It was such an important lesson for her because she was a young mother and she was overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and she hadn't had anyone else to tell her to remember herself. To remember that mm. she also needs to be fed in order to provide for them, in order to provide for herself, and, and that she is still that, that that her being a mother, her being a parent, having three boys, was not the entirety of her identity. And mm. in, in that you know, and, and that mm-hmm. just really it, it struck me because it made me think about my mother and how I think motherhood. Um, really just o- overtook my mother's life mm-hmm. and and she, you know she has she has you know dreams and things that she didn't get to accomplish um because she felt she had to choose you know she mm-hmm. had to sacrifice mm-hmm. you know and i think a lot of parents a lot of mothers black mothers specifically um you know uh, feel like they have to choose and often do have to choose you know and and so i think um when I think about how I want to mother and what I want to remember, I think that's, you know, one of the things at the top of the list is to, um, 
is to make sure that I'm like humanized to my mm. children mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a way that like in a way that helps them fully realize themselves um, and so that I am also continuing to grow, you know, like, like I said before, like my mom, when she first became a mother, so when she had me, she was not the same, she didn't mother the same, she was not the same person, mm-hmm. you know, she, she, she learned, she did things differently, and I think being able to hold, hold on and, and continue to evolve and grow and assess and reassess and examine mm-hmm. and delve. Um, along that journey and, and to know that, you know, your your entire identity is not wrapped up in in in, in, in motherhood and being a mother. Um, but that it, it can it can be so liberating for you and your children to to um to care for yourself. To mm-hmm. continue to fully um actualize yourself and work on this stuff and evolve, you know. I love seeing who my mom is now compared to when I was younger. You know, she's like, she's getting older and she's, you know, she she says what she wants to say. She <laughs> does what she wants to do. She's, she's, you know, she's evolving even now, you know. And I think probably because we're all out of the house and we're all grown, and, you know, but she's, um, I love who she is becoming even so even in, in, you know, being, being older, um, it's exciting to see. I feel excited for her, for all the changes. Yeah. Well, that was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so oh my much. Goodness. Thank oh. you so much. I love, I love thinking about this. I love thinking about it, and it, I have such fond memories of of just I don't know, just what mothering could look like. You know, um, it just really made me think about my sisters and, and my mom, and how I've been loved, and 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 how how I wish I had been loved and how other people have been loved and how mothers play the you know, these different roles and how it looks differently. I mean, it was just so great to, to think about and to talk with you about. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Mother's Gardens. If you want to support the show, you can make a sustaining donation on Patreon by visiting our page, Our Mother's Gardens. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Our Mother's Gardens PC. Our Mother's Gardens is a Honey Bunch of Stinkweed production. The podcast features music produced by Pata.